So my wife thinks I say, um, a lot every time I do my podcast because I'm literally sitting here going, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, but anyways, welcome back to Within the Ropes. My name is Brian Tronic, your host, the host, and this is the All Elite Wrestling Dynamite Review 920, what is that? 929, 2021. Um, this is a few hours after dynamite. I had to check out roads to the top right after. So decided not to do the review immediately after dynamite went off the air, but I'm doing it now. And I don't want to sound too critical or I don't want to sound like I hate AEW. I just don't, I don't want to do that. I, I did my NXT review earlier this morning and I realized that I might have come off very aggressive, very angry, very bratty, very bitchy. And I just don't want to do that because I'm typically an, uh, a happy go lucky guy. You know, I've never used that happy go lucky. I've never said that. Happy go lucky. But that's the best way to describe me and my personality and me. And when it comes to this podcasting and my passion and love for professional wrestling, or as Philip would say, sports entertainment, um, it's it's a good thing. It's fun to me. Um, but let's get into it. It was a few things that happened on tonight's episode. First of all, this was a tribute show uh, dedicated to the late, great Access Harper is what I used to call him. Um, but... He goes by the name Brody Lee. Um, see, there I am. Um, um, um. I don't know. It's like a habit. I don't know. I, I say um because I feel like if I pause, people are going to be like, what happened? Because sometimes I um, um, um for a little bit. And then I, it's really to gather my thoughts. First of all, we get CM Punk who joins commentary. I didn't know he was going to be on commentary. Um, so that was a surprise. He joins commentary. Eh, don't really know how I feel about that. I don't like talent being on commentary unless I don't even like it in WWE. Unless they're like not an active member of the roster. If they're if they're if they're not an active member of the roster, I'm fine with it. If they are, I don't like it. But we get Adam Cole Bebe versus Jungle Boy. And this was a barn burner. A barn burner is what some people would call it. Um, I think this was Jungle Boy's best match in AEW. Better than the one he had with the AEW World's Heavyweight Champion. Um, what the hell is his name? Hulk Hogan? Oh, I mean, Kenny Omega. That's right. The leader of the NWO. I mean, the elite. That's right. Better than that match. Um, Adam Cole obviously picks up the win here. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, Adam, do you think Adam Cole's going to be losing anytime soon? Come on. He's an NWO. I mean, elite member. So um, after he picks up the win over Jungle Boy, the elite come out and it just feels like 1997 WCW all over again. They're all in the ring. You've got Don Callis, who's Eric Bischoff, Kenny Omega, who's Hulk Hogan, the Young Bucks, who are, I don't know, the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers are kind of like in a race 
to see which one's Hall and Nash. I think the Good Brothers are Hall and Nash because they come from somewhere else. Right? They come from somewhere else. So they have to be Hall and Nash. Um, I don't know where that leaves the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks could be, I don't know, Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton or something. I don't don't, don't know. Um, Brandon, what's his name? Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler could be Virgil. Nakazawa can be, I don't know, one of the NWO members from Japan. Who knows? I don't know. Y'all know what I'm saying, though. It all come together. Once you really dive deep and you think about it and understand uh, the dynamics and just really get out of your fandom for just one second and understand why I'm saying the elite resemble the NWO so much. Not in a good way, either. But uh, they get in the ring. Um, Adam Cole gets on the mic. Uh, he told the world he was going to be Jungle Boy, and that's just what he did. Uh, he says he's elite. He's undefeated. Brandon Cutler tries to chime in and Nick tells him to shut up. Uh, they give the mic to Nakazawa. CM Punk chants all around the arena. Kenny Omega gets on the mic. He says uh, a lot of things. Uh, all sorts of utilities are, are blowing him up about last week and uh, his match being the greatest match they've ever seen. He says, so what? He said, Brian Danielson took him to the limit, but the problem was he couldn't get the job done. And that's a problem for me real quick. Let me, let me real quick. The problem for me with that match and the way it ended was Brian Danielson is a former world champion. He just competed at WrestleMania this year. And which he lost by the way, but you come to AEW, you say it's about the best. I think it's a lose-lose situation for both both because it's like Brian's nowhere near the best. I mean, I know it's a kayfabe list, but look at the PWI uh, list. Daniel Bryan wasn't in the top five, right? No, he wasn't. So the fact that you're already, the fact that you're calling yourself the best going up against someone who was number one on that list but lost to someone who's number two on that list and clearly, number one is not on number two's level. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense to me. But, hey, everyone liked it. Everyone loved it. So, whatever. Um, he said he has a zero record and he'll never get another shot. And then all of a sudden, his music comes out and fans are chanting, yes, 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 yes. Brian then says that he... He wants one. The fans want one. But does Kenny have the balls to give him one? And then he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Kenny No Balls of Omega. So then the crowd starts chanting Kenny No Balls, which I thought was corny as hell. Stupid. Brian Danielson challenges any of the elite members to a match on Rampage. And Kenny says, why not right now? Danielson's down, but then calls in some backup, of course. And now you got the rest of the WCW roster. Brian Danielson's Lex Luger, and he called out uh, Kazarian, who is DDP. You got Christian, who's, you could say he's Sting. Jurassic Express, they're the Steiners. There you go. (laughs) So the elite all bail out of the ring. Kenny No Balls chants going crazy around the arena, and that's how you end that segment. Um, 
and again, I don't want to, I don't want to go bashing, you know, the whole situation, but I just kind of feel like, I just kind of feel like this whole thing is like a ripoff and they're, they're trying to fill in some spots. Like a lot of it is unnecessary. A lot of people complain about Monday Night Raw and the segments and how they're so long and how some of it, most of it doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense to me. I don't know. I just don't, I, I just don't like it. It's too much, too many, too many people, but Hey, that's just me. Everyone else seems to like it. So let's move on. Match two, Lee Johnson and Cody Rhodes going up against Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Uh, Lee and uh, Lee Johnson and Cody Rhodes would pick up the win um, with a fisherman's neck breaker by Lee on uh, Dante Martin. They pick up the win. Now, before I get to the rest of the match and how that unfolded, I want to talk about Cody Rhodes. I had spoke about Cody Rhodes and I said how W or oh, WWE, yuck. Yeah, you should go back to WWE and become Stardust. AEW should uh, bring back World War Three. have the 60-man battle royal to determine who would challenge for the AEW world title. And I said that Cody Rhodes should give up his EVP status in order to gain the opportunity to have a chance at the AEW world title. He said that he would never fight. You know, if he lost that match or whatever, I think that he should squash that. He should he should say, listen, I know I said that, but if I get this opportunity and then have Tony Khan or whoever be like, well, you got to give something up. You got to he's offers to give up his EVP. You know, um, no matter what, like it's gone, whether he wins or not, then all of a sudden kind of build that sympathy. Right. And all the fans are behind him. He wins World War Three. Um, he challenges. Kenny or whoever's the champ is at that time, he wins the title. Now, that's what I initially said. So after watching this match and seeing how the fans are treating him, I have gathered up the idea um, that Cody Rhodes should just, I know I'm not the first who thought of this, but Cody Rhodes should just join the elite. (laughs) Why not? That's what everyone in WCW did when their career was going to shit. They just joined the NWO. So I think Cody Rhodes should, you know, act like he's 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 AEW and the elite are taking over and act like it's a personal thing. And maybe the EVPs aren't getting along. And that's why Tony Khan uh, has taken full control of creative. He hasn't he's he, he can't trust and rely on the EVPs because there's some sort of friction there. You know, the leader more popular, Cody, not so much anymore. And he's upset. He's taking a per- he's he's angry. He's frustrated at the elite. They've come in and they've completely taken over. And now this is this is about the elite, more about the elite and less about opportunity in AEW and what they all said that this would be when they put this together. And then ta-da. All of a sudden, Cody Rhodes turns his back on the Nightmare family. The elite beat up Lee Johnson, uh, uh, Arn Anderson, his brother, Brandy, whoever. It doesn't matter. Every every member of the Nightmare family gets freaking destroyed, as my son would say. Destroyed. And Cody then pulls out that 
mm, that elite is complete t-shirt. And now Cody is a member of the elite. And once again, and maybe, you know, he was the brains and, you know, the one behind it all. The one to make sure that, you know, Adam Cole came back. The one to make sure the good brothers were there for uh, Kenny Omega watching his back. You know, uh, hey, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Why not? They did it in WCW. It worked. It seemed to work for a little bit. Why not? And he's a he's an ex WWE guy, so that makes sense. He would be technically he would be the only uh, homegrown, if you will, ex WWE star in the group because Adam Cole was on the Indies before he even got to WWE. So you could say that he wasn't ever a WWE guy, but Cody, oh yeah, that's a WWE guy. Cody Rhodes, Stardust, you name it, he's a WWE guy. So there you go, works out perfect. Um, but yeah, the match was whatever. The crowd was booing. Um, the majority of the time, every time Cody got some offense in, it was boo, 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 boo. So, and then post match, Shivani gets in the ring. Cody wants Malachi Black right now. Aaron Anderson tells Cody to stop talking. Uh, Black systematically destroyed every one of them. He and then he goes on to recount all that's happened to him and Black, and, and he's an assassin and a predator. And he asked, he said, "Ask Lee, ask Brock." Arn says, and then Cody Rhodes uh, is the type of man that if his car got jacked, he'd give it up. He said, "If it happened to me, I said I'd pull out a Glock and and spill the perp's brains out." <laughs> Okay. All right. Talking about killing somebody on TV now, right? That's crazy. Now, it's one thing to say, I'm going to kill you in a promo. But then it's another to literally say, if somebody tried to carjack me, I'd grab my Glock and I'll spill the perps. I'll take the perps head off. Them pooper traitors. <laughs> this, is, this is one hell of a promo from Martin Anderson. Yeah, I don't think he's talked this much since being in AEW. So, I liked it. It was funny. Um, Arn Anderson does. Arn Anderson says he doesn't coach losers, especially ones that don't listen to him. And he tells Lee Johnson to come with him. Uh, and then they walk off. And then the crowd starts chanting Arn. And that's pretty crazy. I don't know where they're going with that. But like I said, that's even more of a reason for Cody Rose to just beat the shit out of Arn Anderson. <laughs> kick the shit out of Arn. Kick the shit out of Lee Johnson. Join the elite. They're waiting for you, Cody. Kick their ass. Next match, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen with Sting against Anthony Green, a.k.a. What was his name in, in NXT? Was it August Gray? And Bear Country. This is the most random put together. This is like, I'm going I'm to I'm do this for you. This is like, mm, this is like Sting. Uh, Lex Luger and Hugh Morris going up against High Voltage and Scotty Riggs. I don't know. This is this is the most rare. And if you don't know who those guys are, obviously you know some of them. But if you don't know who the rest of them are, Google. That's your best friend. WCW. Google. Scotty Riggs is one of my favorites. Okay, I love the American males. I loved Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs. You want to know why Scotty Riggs is one of my favorite? 
because he was lean. He had long, stringy hair. And I thought that the perfect wrestler looked like that until I saw more wrestlers. I don't know. I was young, guys. Sorry. Um, Listen. Match was whatever. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, and Dar- Darby Allen pick up the victory. Um, wasn't too high on this match. Don't really care. Uh, at the end of the match, Eddie Kingston goes ringside, grabs a Brody Lee sign. Sting gets offered uh, Anthony Green, who then, you know, Sting gave him a scorpion death drop. And then we get Ruby Soho promising the next time um, Britt Baker sees her, she'll make her pay for costing her the shot at the Women's World Championship. Okay. Uh, Hardy family office standing in the ring for this, getting ready for this big 16-man tag match. Matt Hardy states that he was supposed to make his AEW debut in Rochester, but they didn't deserve big money Matt. And then out comes Orange Cassidy in the Dark Order. Negative one is there. Uh, this was a really, really cool moment. Obviously, there was friction in the Dark Order. Um, they get into it. Half of them getting ready to walk off. Um, I believe it was uh, Evil Uno uh, and Alex Reynolds, I think. Uh, yeah, Alex Reynolds and Evil Uno. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. they start to walk off. Um, negative one, Tay, Con- Tay-, Tay Conti, Anna Jay, and Amanda Huber, uh, the, the the wife of, of, of Access Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee Access Harper comes out to demand Uno to get back in the ring. Uh, Negative one throws papers at him. So that was pretty neat. They go back in. The Dark Order take control for a lot of offensive moves from each and every member of the Dark Order. Um, And then all of a sudden, obviously, Dark Order and Orange Cassidy pick up the victory. Post-match, all the members of the Dark Order hug it out for a huge ovation. Everyone chanting Brody Lee's name. It was just a cool moment. Um, I know everybody was expecting Bray Wyatt to come and be a part of this, but guys, it's not always what you want it to be. Stop predicting and stop saying that and stop speculating. Just stop. Just watch the show. We see a vignette for Leo Rush. Yeah, that's right. I said Leo Rush, who is unretired. Which, if you really pay attention to Leo Rush, and if you pay attention to any wrestling outside of AEW and WWE, you would have known that he has been wrestling for the past month. He's been back, and he is 100% healthy, and he's obviously finishing up his New Japan deal. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter saying, he wasn't he retired? Guys, stop watching just WWE and just AEW. Go watch some other shit. It's okay. I've opened my, I've opened my uh, uh, horizon as well. Horizon. I've spread my horizon as well. Yeah, my wife's an English major. I've spread my horizons, and I've been watching other stuff. I mean, I have to because I've been covering it obviously since I started this podcast. But still, honestly, I need to get back to covering a lot more than what I've been doing as of late because. Um, I just haven't had the time, you know, I'm on the bullet cast now. Shout out to, uh, uh, Philip and Brandon, you know, the microphone Messiah, the Canadian destroyer, shout out to them. Shout out to baby Huey and the click 
I'm I'm there. Uh, I'm like a, a reoccurring guest on that podcast. And so just trying to find my way and make sure I make an impact and make sure I'm at my best no matter where I'm at and what I'm doing. It's a little difficult sometimes. Um, but yes, Leo Rush is back talking money, making it uh, on the stock market and all types of things. It was a very Leo Rush man of the hour promo. I forgot the acronym he used. I think it's LVO or LOV, LVO, Leo Rush. I don't know, something like that. Then we get Dan Lambert in the ring, mocking Jericho before putting him over as the cowbell star to save a floundering company like AEW, he states that they ended Chris's career. Lambert then gets the crowd heated up. Scorpio Sky tells the crowd to shut up and says that he was one of the first champions here and he's had one of the best winning percentages since day one. He grabbed the Sonic ring to become the face of the revolution, but nothing happened. Dan Lambert then saw it in him and Ethan Page. Page gets on the mic and he says that he's got it all, including top tits in the game whatever the hell that means ethan um he said best watch out for the men of the year and then we get hikaru shida hikaru shida oh should i keep that in oh my god my tv just popped on and it was so loud i'm definitely keeping that in you guys are never gonna get uh Huh? I told him at the beginning I was watching Roads to the Top. Cody Rhodes. Sting. Cody Sting. He need to come out next week and say, stick it. He need to tell all the fans to stick it and turn his back to the camera and say, uh, as far as I'm concerned right now, Cody Rhodes is a free agent. Huh? That'll really get AEW fans. Um, Karushita. It's about to get her 50th, 50th win in AEW, but she'll have to go through Serena Deeb, who was back from injury. Um, so they show a video package pretty much promoting that. The Bunny and Penelope Ford against TJ. TJ picks up the win. Um, a massive three-way between Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, and Jade Cargill announced for AEW Rampage. I don't... It is very massive in terms of size, but... In t- I, I, Match quality, I I feel bad for Thunder Rosa. And here's why. It's not because I don't think that Jade and not, apparently, and I'm just finding this out, apparently Jade just started wrestling, what, six or seven months ago? I didn't know that. So that's why she's so green. That's why she's so new. Cool. Not going to judge. Nyla Rose, not my favorite. She's not really, to, in my opinion, the best at being able to utilize her strengths from a technicality standpoint, brawler, whatever you want to call it. Inside the ring, Nyla Rose just is not good to me. So there it is. We'll see Friday what happens. MJF comes out. He rips on Rochester as usual. He says that there are four pillars of AEW, pure grown talent, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and MJF, and he's not fucking wrong. Um, he brings this up because without him, AEW ain't shit. He says he deserves to be the AEW world champion. He tells Tony Khan that he's got Bruce Pritchard on speed dial. 
due to his MLW days. And, and, and of course, out comes Dar- Darby Allen, which was random. He tells Darby he's number two, just like Sting. MJF is the real number one. Darby tells uh, MJF to go if he keeps if he keeps talking it up. Man. He said, go, just get out of here. If you don't want to be here, just leave. Leave, go. And then MJF gets dirty and brings up Darby's uncle dying in a drunken car crash with Darby in the car. He said, the wrong man died. Yikes. Yikes. He also referred to Darby Allen as a school shooter with a skateboard. And I was surprised by that because a lot of people rips into WWE in regards to the Joe Gacy character or, you know, if they say something that's uh, radical. Is that radical? Is calling someone a school shooter radical? Controversial. Okay, that's better. Something When WWE says something controversial, 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 <laughs> whenever WWE says something controversial, then people have such an issue with it, but no one has a problem with MJF calling Darby Allen a school shooter, knowing that school shootings are like horrible things, and you don't want to encourage people who might be fans of Darby Allen to say, you know what? I'm going to put on some Darby Allen paint, and I'm going to go fucking, you know, come on, don't do that. That's horrible. I hate it. I hate that. That's just as bad as like gay jokes to me. Right. Just as bad. Sorry. And it's it's not for everybody. Most certainly it ain't for me. Might be for you. It ain't for me. Do I fit the 18 to 49 demographic? Really? I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson is officially booked for Rampage as well. And then we finally get to the main event for the TNT championship. Sammy Guevara, that homegrown talent that MJF was talking about versus Miro. The not so homegrown talent, the ex WWE talent who was United States champion, performed and competed against John Cena at WrestleMania. I don't know, man. A lot of people say that he was underutilized, but the man had some fucking shit going on at his time in WWE. Anyways, Miro, Sammy Guevara, go at it. Um, a lot of big offensive moves from Miro, a lot of flips and giggles from Sammy, but towards the end, um, he signaled for a game over as Sammy Guevara rolled out of the ring. Miro rips the buckles off one corner, then he rips it off another, then he rips it off another, and the referee's just following him, watching him do it. I don't understand why he's letting him do this. Not good. But no one cares about that. Fuego Del Sol gets on the apron, uh, and then um, Miro punched him off. Sammy then uh, gets back in the ring, um, and then Miro goes to, oh, he locked up with Sammy, and then Sammy, I think he Irish whipped him into the turnbuckle. Sammy hits the GTH. He then climbs up top, hits a 630 centon. One, two, three. Sammy Guevara is the new TNT champion. And I think that is not such a good idea. I mean, I don't, I don't really care that much, but Miro, why did this, why did it have to be Sammy Guevara to be the one to beat him? I think that's, that's almost as bad as 
Finn Balor beating Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And obviously that didn't happen, but for a reason, like why he's not going to beat the Tribal Chief. It's not going to happen. But And I'm, no, I'm in no way, shape, or form comparing Miro to the Tribal Chief. I'm not doing that. But Sammy Guevara should not. I mean, he. you mean to tell me Murder Hawk couldn't beat Miro? Eddie Kingston couldn't beat Miro, but Sammy Guevara could? I get it. The story, Fuego Del Sol, best friends, all that jazz, everything. But Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer couldn't beat Miro? That's a little crazy to me. And again, I like I said in the beginning of this episode, I don't want to crash or bash or come down on AEW, but... Some of the decisions are questionable. That's all. I'm entitled to my opinion. You can say what you want. You can say what you want to me. Gonna say what I want to you. But that's it. That's all that happened on on AW. Oh, during Roads to the Top, they did announce um, the a new match that was uh, that's set for I guess next week. Um, Bobby Fish went on Twitter and he said, I'd like to congratulate the new TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, and be the first to challenge him for that title, ready to walk through the forbidden door. And Sammy Guevara um, acknowledged that tweet and he accepted the challenge. Yeah, don't know how I feel about that, but it's cool to see Bobby Fish back, I guess. Um, And then next week, on Dynamite, they've got Hikaru Shida against Serena Deeb. They've got the NWO, I mean, the the Elite versus uh, WC. I mean, Brian Danielson, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage. Um, and then they, they're they bringing back the Casino Ladder match. This is Dynamite anniversary. I feel like they have an anniversary every fucking month. Every, every two months, I feel like they have an anniversary episode. I don't know. Um, but the winner is going to receive a world title match. I know everyone's speculating on... Um, Hangman to come back and win that, but that's literally next week. He'd have to be a surprise entrant, right? I mean, I'm sure they're going to roll out the participants of this maybe, you know, throughout the week, weekend, whatever, leading up to this the next Wednesday. I don't know. But a lot of good stuff to look forward to for Dynamite. Um, next Wednesday, I believe they also had, um, some stuff for, I, I said, I said the three way Nyla Cargill and, um, Thunder Rosa and then Brian and Nick Jackson for rampage. So yeah, that's it. There ain't nothing else. Um, I appreciate y'all tuning in 30 minutes of all elite podcasting. Whoa. That kind of sounds like the bullet cast. I'm sorry, Philip. But it, it just seemed fitting. I will never say that again. That's gimmick infringement, okay? Only sports entertainers will know about that. Um, make sure you guys follow the show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me personally at Brian Tronic if you want to. But I'm mostly tweeting over at Within the Ropes. So make sure you guys follow that. Um, if you're new, welcome. I hope I made you laugh. You got some very raw, like, never heard before events that took place during this uh, episode. So congratulations. And for those of you who are returning listeners, thank you for coming back and listening again. 
Um, and you also got that sneak peek, uh, raw uncut. This is the raw uncut version of AEW. But hey, it should always be like that, right? AEW is very raw and uncut, especially tonight's episode with the with the so many curse words, so many curse words. I was like, what am I watching? But I should be used to it by now. Um, I said this in the NXT review earlier, but I was a little angry in that one, so I'm going to say it again. I am going to be doing watch-alongs on Twitch very, very soon. Okay, so I will keep you guys posted on when that's going to happen. I'll have a whole schedule and what to watch and when and all of that set up. I'll maybe pick a day where, you know, the listeners or the, the podcast or maybe my Twitter followers can pick whatever they want to watch. And we're just going to have a bunch of fun. It's almost Halloween. So guess what? The month of October, which is probably when I'm going to start these. Guess what? An entire month, Halloween havoc. Every day. Well, not every day. You guys know what I mean. Thank you for tuning in, wrestling fans. All elite wrestling fans. WWE wrestling fans. uh, MLW. NWA. uh, Impact Wrestling. NXT. You name it. Thank you, fans. Have a good night. Tomorrow, I'm going to be on the Bullet Cast. Make sure you guys follow the Bullet Cast on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna, we're recording the Bullet Cast. And then I'm going to try. I'm going to try and do Impact and NXT UK. I'm going to try. We'll see. Have a good night, wrestling fans. <laughs>